0: Today I'm going to fast forward a little bit in the book of Mark and jump up to Mark chapter 14 and jump into a story that applies to what we're doing today. Mark 14 was the feast of the Passover. So they had this 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 week of unleavened bread, this time that they would reflect. If you remember back when they would all go all the way back to Egypt and, and, and they had the Passover and and, and as long as he saw the blood that they would pass over them. And then they, they had that celebration. And they were, they were freed from the bondage of Egypt as a, as a result of their obedience. Because without the shedding of blood. And there was a shedding of blood. And, and it was symbolic that the sacrifice was made. And there was obedience. So many things. And then they carried on that tradition. And we'll look at that here in a minute. And they kept doing it and doing it. being reminded of the fact that they were bound And God set them free and God said, I never want you to forget what I did. So in this passage, it's that time that they would gather together for this week. The Passover was this one day event, but the the week of unleavened bread or this celebration was a continual thing that they were doing throughout this week. They would gather in homes and celebrate and shoulder to shoulder and, and, and reminisce and thank God and praise God for what he did. Jesus chose to do this right before he went to the cross. Spending time with people. And it says in Mark 14, verse 1 And after two days was the feast of the Passover and of unleavened bread, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might take him by craft and put him to death. And they said, No, not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. They, they were sick of Jesus. Man, he came with this new wave of teaching claiming to be the son of god he claimed to be the messiah the anointed one so you got the ones that are like rejecting it on this side and now i'm going to show you this drastic contrast on the other side and because they went against their traditions and they went, and went against what all that they were taught and the things that they did and they just said we're sick of it we're going we're gonna to have a plan to take him out. That's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to kill this guy because they didn't acknowledge. You know what's crazy about that? After all he did, healing the blind and raising the dead and feeding the 5,000 and all the things that we've read about. And, and it says in verse 3, and being in Bethany, the house of Simon the leper. Now, if he was still the leper, they couldn't have been in the house of Simon the leper. But he's no longer the leper because he was changed by God. I love this picture that Jesus is now communing, fellowshipping, eating in this room of, of prayer and fellowship to God amongst the people that were changed by Jesus. You realize today that the, the, the beauty of what we are here, it's, it's not about who we were, it's who we are in Jesus Christ. They got to belong here. I'll tell you, none of us belong here. It's because of the grace of God that we are who we are today. It changed us. Here's Simon the leper, and they're sitting in this room. And notice this next wording, and it says, As he sat at meat. Here they are at this, this feast, this banquet, this fellowship. And you've got these people all around this table, and they're laughing and, and reminiscing and enjoying and fellowshipping and, and praising God. And here, Here's Jesus, shoulder to shoulder, with all of these people in this room. is so powerful. And there came a woman having an alabaster box. The of Spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. Here they are with Jesus. And there's no money being healed. Not that they didn't do that. There's no feeding of the 5,000. There's not even the teaching going on this time, there's no traveling. Stop. Fellowship. Don't get me wrong, we should serve God. I tell you what, serve God, serve God, serve God. Evangelize, lift up Jesus Christ, all these things that we should be doing. But there's times that God just stops us, says, sit, remember, think, meditate on the things that I've done. And it says, in being in the house of Simon the leper, he sat and there came a woman having this alabaster box. She has this very precious ointment. She she walks and she breaks the box and poured it on his head. Now, now for us, I mean, like, come on, we've got our traditions and we're doing this, and we've got a schedule. Hey, hey, listen, the, the meal comes out of this time, and we sit here, and I've got my friends on this side of it, and then this girl comes in and interrupts everything. She she walks into the room, and the Bible doesn't even and the book of Mark doesn't even give us her name. She just walks in, and you can imagine. I don't know if she's thinking, like, am I going to be thrown out? Should, do I belong here? I, I, I'm breaking tradition. I'm, I'm doing something different. But she had this burden on her heart to do this thing, and the Bible says, who, we ask the question, who is she? Now, there's lots of passages in the Bible talking about anointing the head of Jesus, anointing his feet with Jesus, washing his feet, and some people say it's the same story, it's a different story. It's it's Lazarus' sister Martha or, or Mary, and they, they, they guess at who it could be. I don't want to debate all that right now. All I can tell you is I don't know her name, but Jesus was very pleased with what she did. The point is that she gets it. She walks into this gathering, this time of remembrance, and she begins to worship Jesus. And the thinking of everybody else in the room was just, this is a waste. What is she doing? Come on. We've, we're doing a thing here. We are worshiping God right now. That, you know, they, they, and they're upset with this girl that's breaking their tradition. Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. Leave her alone. You know, sometimes when we gather in our traditional worship and somebody will lift their hand a certain way, or cry a certain way, or clap a certain way, or shout a certain way, and we're over there like, what are you doing? That's not how I would do it. It's not how we do it. But this woman was so filled with worship. When she walked in this room, she had an audience of one. She only had one person on her heart and mind. She only, this, this was her focus. This was her attention. In this, this rumbling going on in this room, and all these things are happening, and Jesus said, Leave her alone. Just stop with your opinions. Stop with your attention on her. Back in the Old Testament, when they had the uh, Passover and they celebrated that, Jesus said, or God told us in Exodus 12 14, And this day shall be unto you for a memorial. You shall keep it at a feast of the Lord throughout all generations. You shall keep it a feast by an ordinance forever. He said, I, I want you to keep doing this. I want this to be a memorial. I, I want something that you revisit to come back to and say, that is a good thing. Do it again. Let me re- be reminded of what God did and how he blessed but in this moment, as God is changing everything, it's no longer about the sacrifice of an animal. He will now be the lamb of God taking away the sins of this world. He's changing everything. So some other things had to change. Don't make it about the lamb on the table. Don't make it about the blood on the doorpost. I am the Christ. I am the sacrifice drawing the attention away from their traditions onto this new covenant that he's making with them. And this is what Jesus says about it. Verily I say unto you, whosoever this gospel shall be preached throughout all the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken for a memorial of her. Do you know how powerful that is? Is they were like, we've got our traditions and we know what we do and we're following this memorial of what God said and it says that in Exodus. And then Jesus says, Stop! I'm about to change some stuff, okay? I, I, I want you to understand what I'm doing in this moment. What she is doing, she gets it. Do you know why I'm preaching this right now? Jesus said to, "When we get to the time of reflection and worship, He said, "Don't get off on what we do it. Don't get off on why we do it. Don't get distracted." Don't make it about other stuff. Don't make it about traditions. Don't go through the motions of it. Make sure that you know that he is worthy of our praise and our attention. said, preach this message of worship. Let people know. Preach and let other generations know throughout all the world what she did and why it's so special. The question is, what did she do? It says in verse 3, there came a woman having an alabaster box with this ointment and her, very precious. She broke the box. She shows up, walks into this room. It makes this fo- focus. Just Jesus. Just, just Jesus. Just Jesus. I think sometimes when we come into a crowd or a group or a life group or whatever, our attention is on, well, I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to raise my hand and worship God even though he's prompting me to do that. I hope nobody sees my tears. And I, I, I'd go down and pray, but people would be looking at me. I, I'd, You know, all these different things that we do, and we have all this, these mental, emotional battles that's going on. She shows up and walks into this room, but her focus, her audience was just Jesus. And you say, was that hard? Notice verse 4, and they have some that had indignation against her within themselves. I said, what? Why was this waste of this ointment made? Isn't it amazing in the opinions of people what they consider to be a waste, God says let it be a memorial preached throughout all the world and all generations? Your opinion doesn't matter. I'm <laughs> just sorry. Sometimes, well, if you ask me, no, we're not asking you. Okay, we're not asking you. What pleases my God? what oh, what honors my Lord and Savior? What honors the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? And says in verse 5 and the second part, and they murmured against him. So, of course, she walks then, she goes, Well, if I've upset you, I'll just walk out of here. You know, she goes, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. She had one person in her focus. And she walks up, and the Bible talks about how she broke this flask, box, ointment, this alabaster box, this container. Back in those days, something like that would have been like they give the, in the layer in the passage, they describe the value of it. In our culture, it would have been about $10,000. In their culture, it would have been about a year's wage, not something that the typical person that would have been in the setting would, could afford. So they said, more than likely, it was like a family heirloom. She takes it when she breaks it. It was, it was this, this container that she had and they put like wax over the top of it so she wasn't just busting the thing. And that's what I've always thought kind of in the past. She busted the thing and it went everywhere. It wasn't like that. She, she busted the seal, that wax seal that would have held that aroma inside of it. You can imagine if she breaks that, 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 that smell begins to fill the room. It's so powerful. It was so precious. It was rare. And she walks in She doesn't say a word. Do you notice that she doesn't say a word? I think sometimes we can complicate worship, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be things done decently in order and things, but I think sometimes we should just shred the order of service and let God lead. I don't know, all the tech people are like, don't do that, don't do that. (laughs) There's no order of service, no choir. No microphone. Not, not, no, no practice. Nobody was singing off key or on key or hitting a high note. She's just pouring out. Literally. I mean, it's not. She could have just, like, like this is really expensive. I probably, that, that dab probably, you know, this is like, you know, 500 bucks, you know, worth right there. Just dab. She just breaks it and, like. Pours it all out. holds nothing back. I mean, nothing back. All the value of it just was poured on something, but in her mind it's like, I have something that is so precious, but you are more. You are greater. You are better. You are worth it. Do you understand that that is what worship is? Worship is acknowledging that you are worth it. You are worth it. She pours it out, holds nothing back, and expressing her love. She's saying this holds great value, but you are worthy. But think about what this is all about. We started with this, and if you've been walking through this series with us, then, then maybe this will connect the dots a little more. Uh, she is anointing Jesus. Now, if you remember there were certain people that would be anointed in the Bible. There was, there was priests that would be anointed. There, were, there was kings like David that knelt down before him, and they anointed him. The hand of God, you are chosen, you are favored, you are used by God to accomplish this thing. But when Jesus showed up, and we talk about the Messiah was the anointed one. Jesus Christ is Jesus is the Messiah or Jesus is the anointed one. I think we can say that. She walks in with an ointment. You are the anointed one. Acknowledging him yeah, as king. Because Jesus is the one that said in Luke four eighteen. And he was talking about prophecy in the Old Testament, and prophetic of the coming Messiah and the Spirit of the Lord. And he makes personal application it is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering the sight of the blind and set to liberty them that are bruised. In that moment, they are acknowledging that you are the king. You are the Savior, and I believe that you are all of these things. I don't want to go through the motions of this today. I don't want to get caught up in traditions. I don't want to just pass out the elements and just sit there and zone out. I I want you to have an audience of one. And it doesn't matter who sit next to you or who's behind you or as we sing and as you cry and as you lift your hand or as you do nothing but say thank you to an almighty powerful personal savior. But be thankful for what he's done. Because this when this woman walks in, he says, "No, stop. Hold your tongue. Stop your traditions." Preach this. Preach this. Tell this, repeat this, worship the king. Said no words, just communing, fellowshipping, falling at the feet in the presence of the great I am.